We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge apply. Ctmobile.com. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date. Detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order, additional term supply. 97.1 FM Talk Podcast. All right, this is Wiggins America. This is a bit of a best of. So we are one year old, a little bit over one year old. Trisha is gone for this week. She she is out in Las Vegas getting married, which is super cool. Uh, Roy, old Roy, is going to be in here picking his favorite of our scripted material. Um, But that's what's going on this morning is you're going to hear a lot of those kind of in and out of different segments. And we'll set some of them up. Some of them will just play, but it's the best of. And old Roy is going to be here. And not Trisha. That's the overall, but here's the deal. One of my favorite guests, now we do have a guest coming up in this hour too, so I don't want to overlook that, but uh, next hour, Allie Matheson is the daughter of Richard Matheson. Now you may recognize the name Richard Matheson, and maybe it doesn't, maybe it rings a bell, but you don't know exactly why. Well, he is the writer of I Am Legend, and also many, many other short stories that got turned into lots of Twilight Zone episodes and lots of other things, a Star Trek episode here or there. He's been involved with basically every key sci-fi platform there is, starting with the late 1950s right through the 1980s. And they're still making movies based on his stuff even now. Uh, so I I love Richard Matheson's work. They're, look, they're talking about a reboot of... Uh, I Am Legend with Will Smith, apparently. I guess I'll have to ask her about that. But that is all on the docket for this morning. So great big show. Hope you enjoy it. Here is another one of those best ofs from this year. This is a scripted piece. Let's get scripted. Blind. All right, ma'am. I know you've been through a lot, but we're going to show you a series of artist renderings. We're here to get you the help you need after a stressful time. Remember, there are no right answers. Just tell us what you see. Here's the first one. Okay, uh, that that looks a lot like an old man in a bathrobe, maybe? Great, great. And what about this one? Um, an old man smelling someone's hair? Is that supposed to be Biden? Wow, did you hear that? She went right to the president. After all she's been through recently? <sighs> okay, look at this one, please. What, is that a map of the Middle East? A- Afghanistan? It's hard to make out. Did you hear that? She said Afghanistan. Yes, she did. The map is labeled. I just read it. And this one? Price is going up? Again. Again, right to the economy. Inflation. It's just a dollar sign and an up arrow. Last one. I don't want to say what that is. This is inappropriate. Those are grapes and a cucumber because food prices are so high. Where's your mind? I thought there, there were no right answers. What about this one? I don't know, a line pointing at 
Canada? That's the Keystone XL pipeline. Gosh. These drawings are terrible. We're not professional artists. We're trying so hard here. I have a family. Look at his family. He drew them. Okay. A wife, two little brown-haired kids? They're blonde. I just didn't have a yellow crayon. He had to draw the sun with light red. This is what we're dealing with. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Clearly, you guys are under a lot of stress. Finally, someone who gets it. Do you need to talk about it? Uh, I, I don't even know. Look, I'm going to draw a picture. I want you to tell me what you see. No right answers? No right answers. What do you see? I see a, a border. A border that, that isn't being enforced at all. It's criminal. No, no, you guys. It's just a dotted line. Do you get the problem now? You're seeing politics in everything. Ugh. You know what? She's right. Yeah. We don't want to be this way. We're not even going to charge you for this session. Thank you. But we are going to have to charge you for the materials that you used. Here's the total bill. That includes overhead for the office space, which is about twice as much as it was two years ago. Oh, man. Now I understand why you see politics and everything. It's almost impossible not to. And that ends your first session. Wait. Bad pictures? Me turning and becoming the teacher? Was that all part of this session? Yes. Indeed it was. And the bill you gave me. It was fake? Yes. The real bill is much more. Don't worry. It's just to teach you more about inflation. Um... Thanks. You can pay us in crypto or gold or any non-government currency. Thanks, but it sounds like we've already started on session two. (laughs) (laughs) Session two, indeed. All right, Roy Wells is here. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Brought his radio voice. Thanks for coming, Roy. Thanks a lot, Ryan. Hey, let's do the whole segment like this. We're going to talk about some news things. We're also going to discuss the fact that it is a best of. I mean, we're do- this is original content. We're not, right. you know, this isn't what we're doing right now isn't a repeat. 
Correct. But we are repeating some of the best skits and bits and scripted pieces that we've done for the whole year. And they're all the best in my book. <laughs> yeah, they're just like your children. Right. Um, which isn't necessarily true. You like one of your kids way better than the other. Yeah, well. So we won't say which one. <laughs> um, but we'll get to that at the end of this, and Roy can tell me which one that sticks out to him the most. But I wanted to ask you a question that I brought up on the Andy Fry Show this week, but I thought it was a good one. Uh, this comes from The Hill. It's an article about a guy named Denver Riggleman. He's some GOP, former GOP lawmaker, so I think he's given up the moniker of Republican. As he has joined the January 6th committee in, in as an aide, I don't think he's like one of the 12 or whoever is on it, but he's an aide, and he's also releasing a book. So, you know, a lot of, uh-huh. con, a lot of subtext context here. And he hates QAnon and hates um, election questions. But this, the quote that stuck out to me and the reason I'm reading it to you this morning is that he said after he criticized Trump, and there's a whole bunch of quotes in here, but the one that really stuck out and became the headline is that his mom texted him after he criticized Trump and said, I'm sorry you were ever elected. <laughs> okay, so I, I think that's terrible. It's funny, but it's it's awful. I mean, depending on what the, you know, if, if she actually hates him, then, oh, that sucks. But if it's supposed to be funny. But I, I, th- I pulled the other quotes here. She says, what will it take for you to wake up, son? I love you so, but cannot stand by and listen to your elitist attitude and being praised by elitist journalists and Democrats. Then... I'm looking for the other one here where she actually says that, uh, well, he says, I knew my mom and I were not on the same page politically, (laughs) but this is something else, which is surprising because he was running as a Republican. But this whole quote about, oh, here it is. You are now part of the swamp. I'm sorry you were ever elected. You are officially a politician. I have cried over you and my heart is broken by you. Mm -hmm. Putting that story aside, because I think we're going to, look at it and say, well, which side do you agree with, mom or the politician? Regardless, I just wanted to ask you the question, have you ever lost a friendship or family member over politics? And lost is a broad term there, but have, have any relationships in your personal life been hurt by your political stance? I've got a good friend from high school who's uh we're still still very close because again we avoid it yeah i mean he's he's sort of i think fallen victim to he's he's grown up in a union household and so uh and he's union so it, it's sort of been drilled uh yeah union democrat yeah that's that's uh that's not my generation but that is your generation right and so <clears throat> he kind of defaults politically to to the democrat argument just because he thinks he's supposed to i think but we if we the the few times that we have you know delved into political discussions when he when he talks about how he really feels about things he actually is a lot more conservative than he'll admit isn't that amazing yeah but 
he's he's just got to be a Democrat. I so. just think so many people. This is not the not the question I was asking. In fact, the question you're answering is not the question I was asking because what you just said was. No, everybody who I talk to who disagrees with me politically, we still get along and we still talk and sometimes we talk politics. Mm-hmm. That's actually ideal. Yeah. What I asked was if you lost anybody and your answer was no. Right. Not really, which is great. But um, it's amazing how many times you talk to somebody and you find out their their actual stances on issues unless they're really, really socially progressive. Most people who are not <clears throat> way far left on the social political spectrum, excuse me, will at some point realize that actually my stances are a little more conservative than I thought. They may not become Republicans or even right. ever vote for a Republican, but it's a, it's astonishing to me how many people who are, I would say, not as politically engaged assume they're Democrats just because they feel like it's an easier position to take. Like it's easier to be a Democrat than it is a Republican because you don't have to. Um, there's not as much pushback. There just isn't. Yeah, I think there there's maybe an element of that. I think more so than that, it's just the the they've bought into this notion that Democrats care mm-hmm. and Republicans are just all business. They're jerks. You know, yeah, and it's, they're big meanies and. Um, I think more often than not, I think that's the default for the type of people you're talking about. Yeah. I mean, the other thing I've avoided is I just don't have any friends who are extreme progressive liberals. Yeah. And that's not by design. You just kind well, of no, don't. it kind of is. It's like oh. Cubs fans. I don't associate with Cubs fans Oh, either, look at so. you. Oh, that's where you went. Yeah. Oh, we're going to do a Cards and Cubs <laughs> joke. Oh, man. I did one of those the other day, and it was about how... It was some cheap shot at Biden and inflation. It's so obvious that everybody knows it. And I made the joke, and I just regretted it instantly. So I hope that wave of shame is hitting you right now. No. Okay. No. I I, I always appreciate, I mean, on a real subject, I appreciate how open about your politics you are. Because many people aren't. And I think when you and I were getting to be friends, it wasn't like you just jumped into the deep end right away. Right. Because that's not what people do. But- as we kind of became friends, you were like, you'd float some things out there just to see what I'd say, you know? And I didn't ever say, and we agreed on so many things we yeah. didn't know. Um, so it's one of the reasons I think we've remained friends even beyond doing business together. But in the industry we were in, film and TV, mm-hmm. uh, you're a unicorn. Right. <laughs> and oddly, there's a whole bunch of unicorns, and they're all walking alone, and they don't have any idea how many other unicorns there are. Yeah. Uh, they, they exist. Now, it is way left, though. I'm not saying it's all these closet conservatives. There are closet conservatives. There's a lot of them. But the industry itself is just crazy far left. And it feeds itself. Some of the union rules, not local union, but national mm-hmm. SAG-AFTRA and right. some of that stuff. You got into that more than I did. You were doing some of the more bu- that business stuff. But wasn't there? Aren't there rules that you're actually going to make more money in tax credits or something if you hire minorities? Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that that's more of a. That's less to do with the union than than to the specific states and the credits that they give. The unions go along with it. Yeah. Um, but it's that's kind of more dictated by the the politicians. Yeah. If they're going to give us tax credit, you have to have 
certain amount of right minority representation and which minority is defined so broadly that it's basically what it's saying is if you're a white male you can't you should not be in things in fact the less white males you cast in anything the better off you're going to be financially that's what it's saying yeah and the, the odd thing is is that it's kind of always been that but now they're open yeah about it yeah you know the my, minority was just sort of a blanket descriptor um and everybody thought women and, and <laughs> right you know african americans but really i think for the for that side it's always been anybody who's not a white male mm-hmm. and now they just say it openly it's full it's full discrimination yeah i mean we've gone full circle we talk about colleges that are doing no white people in this dorm and stuff right. like that that's what the film industry is mm-hmm. i mean it's it's basically all the way back around to we want to get rid of discrimination we want to get rid of discrimination oh wait 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 actually now we like discrimination let's implement discrimination now we've come 360 and that now it's not even the people they said were doing the discriminating which was apparently white males they're doing it themselves and saying they're the ones who are holier than thou it blows my mind that they could do that logic leap, but they do it. And it exists right out in the open, like you were saying. Yeah, I mean, I think it's it's been the case for a lot of things. And, and I'm, I'm sure there are elements of people who um, genuinely are concerned about discrimination and, and, and so forth. But a sure. lot of it, and we've talked, getting a little off topic, but, but even kind of this anti-Christian sentiment. To me, it seems like they're, when the when they get down to it, it's more about vengeance. It's more about they were sure somehow is. harmed in their youth or in some way, <clears throat> and so it's now it's our turn. We're going to get back at those you know the evil white men who have ruined everything, and or you know somebody had a, you know what they consider oppressive conservative christian parents and so they're going to get back at the maybe so but as i've said many times both to you and on the show at the root of almost everything is some sort of spiritual battle or Mm -hmm. or battle of morality of of some type and so it feeds everything it feeds politics it feeds that that's out in the open yeah i mean that's very very blunt but ultimately all the issues that we talk about on a weekly and daily basis to me when you trace them back, you're t- you can you can find out what somebody believes by asking just a, ver- a couple very simple questions about what they believe about God, Jesus, the Bible. You ask somebody that, you can find out 80-90% of what they believe about politics mm-hmm. based on that because it, it's, it's the root issue of so many things. So super deep topic that we're going to transition into the least deep thing that we can do here because awesome. we got to do it for time. But this is the best of, like we said at the beginning of the segment. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me, over the last year, which scripted piece stuck out to you the most? And we're going to play it. I'd I'd have to say they're all fantastic, Mm -hmm. Ryan. Clearly. Um, But the one that I believe, and I have no evidence of this, but I believe it's the most critically acclaimed piece that we've done was the one that I wasn't in. (laughs) Um, and, and you, 
you hired a uh, professional actor to portray me uh, in uh, in one of the bits, and I think uh, if you ask the general population, you just went out on the street and asked people, I think they would say that was probably the highlight of the year. Okay. Now, I've I've got that one queued up here. I'm going to play it. You can see if it lives up to everything you're remembering. Mm-hmm. Do you struggle with erectile abundance? Hi, I'm Dr. Richard Bonensteel, and if you struggle with erectile abundance, this is the best news you'll hear all day. I've got an all-natural supplement that will decrease blood flow, and it's medicine-free. It's called reverse beer goggles, and yes, they are glasses, and man, do they look dumb. But that's not all. While they do make you less attractive, they'll also take the object of your affections down from a 10 to, I don't know, we'll say a 3. But don't trust me. Listen to one of our satisfied erectile abundance customers. Hi, my name is Old Roy. I struggled badly in the supermarket, in the lumberyard, and even in the pool. But then I got reverse beer goggles, and man, do I look dumb. Plus, they made everyone I looked at go from a 10 to, I I don't know, well, say a 3. When I first met Old Roy, he had such a bad case of erectile abundance, he thought he could never be cured. It was embarrassing for him, for his family, and for everyone, everywhere, all the time. It was terrible. He was a miserable human being, a cast out, a human dreg. He had problems being in public, ever. Old Roy wasn't allowed in her office for a long time because of that HR issue. His face would get all red, like he was getting revved up for something terrible. Order your pair of reverse beer goggles now. Call 555-GOGGLE. That's 555-G-O-G-G. And leave off the L and the E. Super easy to remember. <laughs> is, it every, is it everything you remember? Oh, my gosh. And, and more. It, I think that was uh, genius. My favorite part of that was the list uh, where it just goes, he was awful, <laughs> terrible, couldn't go anywhere. He was an embarrassment <laughs> to everybody, his family, his friends. It just goes on and on. Yeah. <laughs> That's my favorite part of that whole thing. Yep. All right, we'll be right back. with. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step and into your home too shop blinds.com right now and save up to 45 percent. up to 45 percent off for a limited time at blinds.com blinds.com rules and restrictions may apply after the end of a good fight you deserve an ice cold reward medella is the mark of a fighter you've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp refreshing taste because you know the bigger the fight the better the reward you put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. 
After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice cold reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter, and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. More of these here at Wiggins America. 97.1 FM Talk. Podcast. 97.1 FM Talk. This is Wiggins America. Joe Lupino Esposito from Pacific Legal is on the phone with us. And I love Pacific Legal, Joe. So I wanted to have you on to talk about this topic because it really struck my interest. And I think it will a lot of people. When I see that the Department of Education is possibly purposely withholding congressionally designated money from charter schools, I get instantly angry. Talk me off the ledge or tell me that I should be angry about it. Well, I think you definitely should be angry about it. Yeah, that's exactly right. What they are doing is, you know, there's a law that's on the books. It's the charter school program. It's been on the books since 1994. It was passed under then-President Bill Clinton. It was then strengthened in 2015 under then-President Barack Obama. And this uh, Department of Education has come out and said, we have a new rule that had higher requirements for actually getting this funding out of the department, which it's not authorized to do. And that's really what we're suing about and what we're really pushing Congress to to push up against. So, Joe, explain this to me, because it sounds to me like what you've just explained is something that has been up until now bipartisan. Is that right? Oh, yes, absolutely. It's been a very bipartisan uh, piece of legislation and really not a lot of questions about it. Uh, you know, in the 90s, Bill Clinton touted it as a big success, adding a lot of charter schools thanks to their help. So yeah, it's never really been a partisan issue. So why now do you think that it looks like it is a partisan issue? Why have they taken exception and, and are doing something that is illegal in withholding these funds? You know, it's very interesting. Yeah, on the campaign trail, Joe Biden said he's you know, not a fan of charter schools, sort of the typical excuses that they, they take away from you know, the regular public schools. But it's just the very funny part, because obviously they are also public schools. And, you know, they're doing things that a lot of uh, students and, and families want them to be doing, which is offering alternatives of public education in a lot of areas that are in desperate need of it. So we saw during COVID that, and it's this isn't even it's, it wasn't talked about a lot, but it's not um, it's not like dark web stuff. This is stuff that's been proven that the Department of Education or the teachers unions were working with the CDC to make sure that they said, "Here are the guidelines we want to be put out nationwide." Is that? something that may be going on here where the teachers union is talking to the department of education and saying, Hey, we don't like charter schools. So do this for us. You know, we haven't found anything. We haven't found anything specific on that. Uh, but yeah, you know, I think there's a lot of, there's, there's something to be said about that. And the fact that particularly now it's interesting, like you're saying post COVID where a lot of families have decided they want to have some alternatives to your standard school. Um, it's a very strange time to be wanting to pull that back. And like you said, again, particularly when it's a bipartisan issue, or at least has been for so many years, it's not exactly good timing. Yeah. Joe Lupino Esposito from Pacific Legal is on the phone with us this morning talking about this Department of Education uh, withholding money from charter schools all of a sudden or in this administration. I think what we're hitting on here is bigger than just this issue, which is why I think what you're doing in your lawsuit are important. It's that we have a, a pretty big 
a deep state, if you want to call it that, or administrative state that seems to be able to control a lot of things. And then it, we have to play catch up by by doing what you're doing, you know, uh, saying, hey, this is wrong. And then you have to file a lawsuit and then it takes time. But by the time you get through all of that, they've already accomplished half of what they've wanted to do. Right. And, you know, it is a recurring theme for us. Uh, and I think for a lot of other groups as well, they're doing this. Um, you know, this is another great example of how the administrative state works in sort of mysterious ways. Um, this is one where, you know, there's a required notice and comment period. They made it particularly short the first time around. They got thousands of comments asking to extend it, and they extended it a whole seven days. So they still only came in at 35 days, which is far less than it normally is. Um, they sort of spoke out of turn. Uh, and, and we're commenting on the notice and comment period and what they wanted to clarify and really try to clean things up and try to influence the process. So the whole time has been very strange how they've operated on this particular rule. I think because they knew they would get well over 20,000 comments saying this is not something we want you to do. Mm. Joe, you're in the legal world, and so you probably have a little bit more of an understanding of these things than I do. But I, I've, I've seen here and there cases that may be working their way to Supreme Court. Maybe they're already there. That's what I don't know about this issue, broader issue of the administrative state, of how much power do these regulatory authorities have? Where do we stand on some of that? Do you know anything about maybe other cases that might speak to that same issue? Oh, absolutely. I mean, obviously, we saw a lot about uh, the West Virginia versus EPA case that just uh, came down in the last term. But sort of, you know, it's not a direct follow on, but in the same theme, it's actually a case we're bringing uh, this October. It's the first case of the term uh, next next Monday, um, the Sackett versus EPA case. And if anybody is a court watcher, it'll sound familiar because we also had this same title case 11 years ago. Um, This is a family that's trying to build a home in Idaho. Uh, the EPA has determined that under the Clean Water Act, there are uh, navigable waters, essentially, that are going through their property, which, to, to make a sh- long story short, there's not. Um, and uh, the first time we were challenging because the EPA uh, said that they had the ability to simply fine our clients uh, without any judicial review whatsoever. It was a fine of $75,000 a day. Um, the Supreme Court came back 9-0 in 2012 and said, that's ridiculous. They obviously can appeal this. So we did, and we went through the review, and now we're back on the merits to talk about what power EPA has under the Clean Water Act to determine uh, what is actually navigable water. So are these things that then would, you know, depending on how the they're ruled, would they affect other cases if they're one way or the other? Absolutely. I, I think what we'll see here, uh, at least what we're hoping to see here, is a definition from the Supreme Court to say what's within the bounds of certain acts and, you know, this will be specific to the Clean Water Act, but I think it will send the message, uh, which I think will be clear to a lot of other departments as well, is that you cannot just keep going outside the bounds of what Congress has allowed you to do and make these definitions uh, regarding what pollutants are or what the type of water is or whatever the case may be. And there's analogies to every department in the, in the federal government. Yeah, these, these cases to me are ones that they're, they're not necessarily marquee cases, but they're ones that impact so much of the way that we live and the way our country operates that it's one of the reasons I like having you on and Pacific Legal guests on is because I think you guys are doing great work. So thanks for that. Last question before we run out of time here, Joe. Do you find, is this even something you can speak to, that this administration has really politicized more things than 
other administrations previous have? You know, I, I, it seems like they have, and particularly, like you mentioned, the way they've handled the administrative state. This idea that because even when their party is in power, they can't get things done legislatively, they're going to do it through, you know, the, the, the pen and the phone story that we've heard from, from President Obama at the time, right? So they've been pressing ahead on this idea that they have the power to do more than they actually can. And whether the courts shoot them down or, in this case, we're asking for the courts and for Congress to come back and say, we don't approve of this rule through a Congressional uh, Review Act resolution. So there are ways for, for people to fight back on this, but you're absolutely right. They are going beyond the bounds of their power. And really, not so much on the political end we're concerned, it's on the constitutional end and what they're violating there. Joe Lupino Esposito from Pacific Legal, thank you for your time. First of all, do you want anybody to, uh, if, if they want to follow up and find out more about this stuff, do you want them to contact you, and how do they do that? Yeah, yeah. You can reach out to us at PacificLegal.org, and uh, you can find us there with our legal policy folks working on the Hill and and legislatures. And then all of our attorneys are are happy to to, to talk to folks and see what cases there might be out there regarding this type of issue or, or any other ones. Sounds good, Joe. Thank All you right, so back much for your here time with this old Roy here at this the end is of America. this we hour. Will get- now with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball, your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade parts used with permission. Back we have to another more whole hour the, ahead, uh, but we're doing kind of a review a of the review year, of the year that's been. At the when beginning of the year, we did a skit, scripted piece every week. We totally backed off of that because it's so much work. <laughs> but um, I do have a couple. Here's the thing. I'm going to tease this. So we have this segment here, which isn't going to be very long because we're almost out of time. We have one more coming up with you. And I might as well go ahead and tease that Allie Matheson is on the show. You raised your eyebrows as if you know who that is, and I haven't explained it yet. I'm just pretending. Yeah, thank you. For the audience. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what a guy. You're really good at this. Yeah. Um, she is the daughter of Richard Matheson. So if you know the name Richard Matheson, he's very, fa- very famous for writing... <laughs> A good portion of the Twilight Zone, the original. Okay. And I Am Legend, which has been made into about four or five movies, among other things. He's got tons of movies and stuff to his credit. He's a fantastic writer and one of my favorites. And uh, I would have him on the show, but he is dead. So I'm having his daughter on the show next hour. And I'm actually uh, pretty thrilled, a little bit nervous about it because I Mm -hmm. figured she's going to know much more than I do. And I feel like I should know more about her own dad than she does for some reason. Not well, sure it's, why. It's your wheelhouse. That's your genre that yep. you like. So yeah. that's yeah, that's great. I love that stuff. So um, I have a topic that I do want to talk about with you in the next hour. Are you keeping up with Supreme Court stuff at all? You're not. not I know really, you're not no. because you're so busy right now. Open your business. Um, Supreme Court's going to take up a couple cases, and one of them is this case involving North Carolina. Now, the reason this has such big ramifications is because it'll determine how much courts can curtail state legislatures in making election law. And we, as conservatives, generally speaking, now I'm painting with a broad brush here, Mm -hmm. are all for state legislatures having 
pretty much full authority over elections. Yep. Um, I personally, though, do see some reservations in this that I'm concerned that if if state legislatures have no oversight at all from any judges, that you'd have runaway blue states making elections that were basically pointless. So I don't know how that would really affect it. I almost would make the trade because blue states are going to be blue anyway. Mm-hmm. And I'm thinking really short term here. So that's what's tough is how do, how do you project this over the rest of our lifetime? Because politics shift and states shift. But if you do that, you're locking a blue state into, and this is assuming that they would take authority over their elections in such a way that they just open it up to ballot harvesting, right. everything you can think of. Yeah. They already kind of are getting there, but some of that stuff does get stopped by courts. Well, what the Supreme Court would be saying is the courts can't actually do that. They, there's very little role for the courts in determining election law. So what I think would happen is that in the blue states, <clears throat> and then the blue states would never change. They would just be super blue. Mm-hmm. So you'd, in like this coming election with Darren Bailey running in our home state of Illinois against J.B. Pritzker, it's going to be an uphill climb, but there's a chance he could win. I'm saying in the future, if they open that election up, are they open up the laws like that? There's no stopping them. They can do yeah. whatever they want, and you'd never see a Darren Bailey win in a state like Illinois, which I hate to say. Right. However, nationally, I do think it could help Republicans in swing states because you have a lot of Republican legislatures who are trying to enact common sense election laws that limit fraud. Those in states like Pennsylvania, especially, a lot of those have been curtailed by the very liberal judges. Mm-hmm. So this would stop that from happening, and you'd see maybe more Republicans elected nationally, but you'd be conceding blue states. So I just wanted to see real quick here your thoughts on an issue like this. I just explained my position. Well, I I kind of agree with you. I I'm skeptical. I mean, you, you get into a whole, we do a whole hour on civics to, yeah. in this topic, but it, but basically, I agree that that the federal judge superseding a state legislature, it's it's pretty much laid out. The state legislature does it, and yes, you run the risk of um, a majority party running rampant with, yeah, with, locking in their own success forever, right. But I think you can also address that at the federal level through Congress can can pass certain laws that would basically just narrowing the focus of what what's allowed by the by the constitutionally what are we what are we agreeing to as a country. Um, set minor parameters, maybe. Well, that's if we could agree. Yeah. Right now, what you're seeing is that the Democrats are trying to get rid of the filibuster to pass crazy election laws. And some of them are common sense, because if you look at the whole list of what they're trying to pass, and I don't have it in front of me, but I remember looking at it and saying, some of these things are bipartisan, Mm -hmm. but some of them, and the most important part of it, is not. Some of them really open up elections to just the possibility of more fraud, and they know that. And so I just don't think that we would get anything done at the federal level because what we've seen so far is that they're willing to go all in to not but a, have But a lot of the stuff that they've done 
especially in the last, you know, the last election was illegal anyway. It was already illegal Mm -hmm. for them to do what they did. They just did it anyway. So we're kind of like a lot of other issues with the border and gun control, all these things. It's about, well, we already have laws. We're just not enforcing them. Well, it sounds like then what you're saying is that we almost, you're almost advocating that we just leave it the way it is, that things are not broken and should stay, but we just have to enforce the actual laws, which I think we are. I think a lot of people learn that lesson from 2020. Yeah. So you're almost saying you hope the Supreme Court doesn't rule in favor of North Carolina in this instance. Yeah, in in a way, I I think I think it's always better to curtail the power of a single federal judge. I do too. In theory, I do. I know what you mean, but but it's at the same time just enforce the laws that are already on the books. Um, You're going to have problems in large metropolitan areas. Always have had. Always will have. Um, Unless. The, unless people stand up and do something about it. Right. It's not about all the laws all the time. It's about people just doing what they need to do. And I, I feel very confident that that is happening now. So almost aside from whether the Supreme Court decides in favor or against this, yeah. I'm actually more confident now in a lot of that stuff than I know a lot of our side is because so many people are stepping up and saying, well, I'll be a poll watcher. I need to watch this. Mm-hmm. And there's so many more watchdogs saying, Hey, yeah, we got issues with the voter rolls and with a lot of stuff yeah. that actually does encourage me. So, okay, we're out of time. We're going to sneak this in at the end, though. You said there's one more that stuck out to you, so I'll let you pick which one of the scripts from this year stuck out to you. I, it was one of the early ones, I think. It was uh, a political ad, sort of, for uh, Dan Patongas. Oh, you're close. I just pulled it up. Don Patongas. Don. Don I think Patongas. you played Don Patongas. I did. All right, here we go. Look, as a Republican congressman, I don't like the way this country is headed. And as a Democrat, I think he's a white supremacist. We are aware that there is very little we agree on, but both of us want to come together on something. So through polling, focus groups, and deep data dives, we determine that the most productive thing we can do is to find a common enemy. And we found him! So please welcome, wearing a three-quarter zip and eating a cinnamon pretzel, Don Patongas. Whoa, what? Look, we get the temperature of the country. And we know people are upset, but we also know that we can come together and focus that negative energy on Don Patongas from Dayton. I thought I won a free trip to the Capitol. This wasn't in the information. Listen to his stupid face. This wasn't in the information. Don is a big wrinkly sack of butts. What the heck did I do? It doesn't matter what he did or did not do. He deserves our derision. It feels good to be united again. This seems unfair. Shut up, Don! Throw trash at this man! Ah. Ah. Some great acting there, especially at the end. 
Uh-huh. Ah, ah, they're throwing trash at me. Brr. Yeah. <laughs> it was not a strong bit in terms of my early career in acting. Mm-hmm. But good writing, good production mm-hmm. value. Your 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 acting coach has brought you a long way too. A long way. Yeah. Which isn't far, but <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're judging that helps. like you've changed a lot. <laughs> you say you sound the exact same. All right, we'll be right back with more Wiggins America. Get more at 971talk.com. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.